Hello, hello, and welcome to Millennial Notebook. My name is Stella. And my name is Emily. And here we talk about living life as a millennial in the modern age. Get comfy, grab your notebook, and let's enjoy the ride together. Hey, hey, hey. Hello, hello. <laughs> How have you been doing? I'm good. Um, you might have noticed in this episode, in the last episode, um, yeah, my throat's a bit... Nose bit stuffy. Oh, I got the baby. Rona. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. yeah. And I've been worried sick. I'm. I'm glad no, you're much I'm better. Fine. Yeah. I've been through the thick of it. I'm out of my isolation. Congratulations. Had a couple of days at work. And she took care alive. of herself, which is really important. So. Yeah. 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 So we're we're, we're <laughs> glad you're good. And mm-hmm. I am. I am. I'm good. I've been enjoying my new job. My other people are really good, and for me, one of the most important parts of a working really like a like a work environment for me, at least, is um, the people that make up the institution. And a lot of the people are really kind. I mean, of course, I'm not gonna I'm not putting anyone on a pedestal. I know that some of them are terrifying um, to some degree, but you know, they are kind, and so that's all I need. And everyone works, um, at least the basics. Like they work, their, um, they do their jobs, minimum requirement for their jobs, and that's all I need as well. So yeah, sweet. Yeah. So it's today, cool. though, we mm-hmm. are going to be talking about something really fun. <laughs> I say that yeah. for every terrible topic that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> it's how I, we break the ice. <laughs> it's true. So, um, and I and I think that this topic is somewhat related to our uh, previous episode on um, imposter syndrome, which was episode yes, eighteen. For sure. Check mm-hmm. it out if you haven't. But today we are speaking about fear of failure. So. <laughs> dramatic Um, pause (laughs) yeah so the technical term for the feel uh fear of failure and emily will tell you a little bit more about like uh how why we say the technical term for this is uh this this word which i will be saying right now it is called a tickophobia Um, yeah i searched three sources to be able to pronounce this correctly (laughs) if i still got that wrong i'm sorry (laughs) so it's a tickophobia and did you know emily that uh, a recent survey so this uh this this fun fact came from latimes.com and i will be linking it in the show notes for those who want um a little bit more detail on the article itself but a recent survey by the social network linkable found out that uh the fear of failure has plagued uh, 31% of 1083 adult respondents mm. and a larger percentage of those uh who feared spiders actually were part of the study so it's like 31 versus 30% for spiders and mm. then being home alone at 9%, or even the paranormal at 15%. And I don't know, I feel like people talk more about fearing spiders, like like as a general thing, or like, you know, the paranormal, or, right? I feel like yeah. these I hear more often, but like, wow, fear of failure, more than spiders. I'm terrified of spiders. But if you think about it, I'm also <laughs> terrified of failures. So. <laughs> Makes sense. So, yeah. well, I have a fun fact for you. Yes, um, ma'am. 
I didn't know this, but did you know that a phobia is a type of anxiety disorder? Ah. So a tickophobia may be the technical term for a fear of failure. Um, but yeah, it kind of a phobia puts you in the anxiety disorder. Um, Interesting. And the things that can cause a tickophobia, so being very technical here, um, family history, um, things like mental health disorders if they run through the family, mm-hmm. um, things like anxiety and depression, yeah. uh, learned behavior. This is, might be something in your environment that when you're growing up, um, you tend to uh, shy away from risks and failing. Mm. Um, it could be other phobias that are just piling on top of each other. Um, oh, here's a fun one. Uh, scolionoph- uh, scolionophobia. Should have <laughs> uh, Googled that. <laughs> Should have Googled that. Uh, a fear of school. So, um, uh, mesophobia, oh, a fear a of dirt and germs. Could be like a, yeah, so like packing on that can be just be like, okay, throw another one in there. Um, mm. And then obviously traumatic experiences could cause that phobia as well. So that's, um, so when we say fear of failure and atechophobia, atechophobia is a very technical term, but fear of failure, I think, is something that's quite commonly known. Um, if you are quite interested in the mental health sphere, if you're really interested in the um, uh, entrepreneur, uh, uh, what do you call it? Entrepreneur community. <laughs> um, I think that's quite common as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I guess, I guess anecdotally, uh, a fear of failure for Stella and myself is probably more so like a fear of taking the next leap, moving forward, proceeding with something, starting something new, that, um, panic that you might get, or just the avoidance of, of, of going ahead with something because you're scared to fail. Um, and sometimes not really knowing that you're scared to fail, but perhaps you just go, oh, that's that's not possible. I, I won't do it. I won't try. So, um, yeah, it can be, it can be quite, um, you know, I think there's this kind of extreme end of it. You know, if you get something like a tickophobia where you're really avoidant of a lot of things. And then I think there's more commonly those of us who are avoiding something or not pushing forward because we're scared to fail. So, but you know, if we had a little bit more encouragement, encouragement then we probably would do it or we would pursue it you know right so yeah there's kind of like two 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 ends of the uh, extreme there so we're just going to be talking about our personal experiences which um i don't think either of us could say we have a tickophobia um yeah that's a nice little buzzword that you can <laughs> throw in there um and then obviously if it's something that you relate to quite a lot and you feel like you really are in a place where you are avoiding taking risks or starting that thing that you wanted to do or whatever it is and you feel like you have a tickophobia or you really feel with um you relate to us a lot with our fear of failure right um you should talk to it with your professional your medical professionals um and see how they can help you you know push through right yeah and um i think this is something that uh I mean, we've seen the statistic and this is only out of like a thousand eighty three adults. Right. I'm sure there are a lot more people who probably experience this uh, throughout the world. Right. And so it's more common than you think, really. And it usually manifests itself in a lot of ways. And Mm. I think maybe uh, perhaps you can identify if you have it as well, like 
as we share our own experiences. But uh, why don't you tell us more about your own experiences, Emily, on fear of failure? Well, um, this is something that I'm currently dealing with a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So I'm in a really weird headspace at the moment. Work's kind of shitty. We've talked about it. Shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have a lot of really good business ideas that I'm really keen to pursue. But I am kind of... Okay, so I had COVID, right? So I was stuck Mm. in my house. Mm. I didn't have anyone else in the house with me. It was just me and my two cats because Jonathan works out of home during the week. So he couldn't come home during my isolation period. I was all by myself and I, in th- okay, I was very sick to be fair. I should have been resting, <laughs> which right. I did. <laughs> but when I was sick of resting, I had, uh, it was also a long weekend. So I had three days to sit at home and um, do something. So I thought to myself, there's this idea that I've wanted to do for a really long time with a business, mm. this is my chance just to get a head start and just do it. And I started and I was, I was getting there and five minutes later I said, that's, that's a nice idea. Mm. And then I'd done a bit of the thinking work, but I didn't really take it much further than that. Mm. And I think there's kind of a few things for me at the moment. It's kind of like a, I feel like my fear of fear of failure at the moment has been heightened by a lot of past experiences. So mm. pre-Japan, I um, I was still working full-time, uh, well, pretty much full-time, and I got really into, like, the entrepreneurial space. I got really into, like, the hustle culture. Yeah. Started my own Facebook group, grew that, sold some masterclasses, all of that, like, real, you real sold deep. You masterclasses? In- yeah, I got real what? deep into the, yeah. So Where, I was training. Are they still available now? No. <laughs> no, they are not. Um, okay. But I was teaching people really beginner basic Japanese. Okay. And I got really into it. And um, yeah, I was like, I had like a business coach and everything. And I paid a lot of money for it. Um, and it all kind of crashed and burned. <laughs> it kind of crashed and burned because I got really bored of it. Um, and I just didn't feel like it was my passion as such. It was kind of like, I wanted to prove that you could do something, that I could do something in this, um, you know, like starting my own business and stuff, but what I'd picked wasn't right for me. And Mm. I knew kind of halfway through, I was like, this really isn't me, but I didn't really have anything else that I felt like I could monetize in the way that I... Because of, of the uh, uh, where I landed in the entrepreneurial hustle culture space mm. was in the Facebook group. Um, right. Hustle culture space, which has like a very, it's very formatted, like there's a particular format that you follow to sell services, masterclasses, all this sort of BS stuff. Um, which thankfully now there's a lot of YouTubers who have uh, called out this industry and how BS it is and how terrible it is. Mm. Um so I got sucked deep into the hole and uh, yeah, that was kind of my experience with hustle culture. And I was really hustling. I was doing a really good job, but as Jonathan has noted many, no, at the time and then late years later, it's kind of said that you kind of like went into a hole mm. and I never got to spend time with you because you were just like 24 seven, anytime outside of work, 
you were working on this business and it didn't really amount to anything because I didn't push it to amount to anything, if that makes sense. Right. Um, once I felt that icky feeling of like, I don't feel comfortable doing this, I kind of just put it down entirely. Mm. Um, that said, I did learn a lot from it. I learned a lot of Facebook skills, marketing skills, copywriting skills. So something good did come out of it, but it was like, I felt like a terrible human being for kind of the space that it was done in if that makes sense yeah definitely so that has kind of tainted a lot of my perception about going into another um business I guess that isn't design well not necessarily actually that's not true some of my ideas are based around design and art and things like that Mm -hmm. things that I'm really good at and skilled at and know I can do yeah but I'm kind of in the space of like I don't want that to happen again where I go into a black hole um I also don't want to go into like getting a business coach and be burnt again. Um, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm like in that awkward space. And I also know that I am someone who gets like, you know, as we've talked about my ADHD, I get bored when the novelty wears off really Mm -hmm. quick. So as soon as like, if I don't hit sales or if I don't make money straight away or if something's not working, I'm going to pivot. Mm. And I've done it many, many times where I pivot pretty quickly without actually seeing something through and seeing if the follow through and seeing if it amounts to anything. So I'm like shaking in my boots and I have all these ideas and I really want to go for it. But these these past experiences and like knowing that I've failed before um, without thinking about all the things that I learned from it, like I'm just kind of, yeah, I'm in this awkward space of like, Mm. should I do it? do I do it? You should just do right. it. <laughs> right. So yeah, it's pretty big at the moment. My fear of failure is, is, is looming over me. <laughs> I feel like that's a, it's fair though, because, um, failing is terrifying and, uh, from an evolutionary standpoint, right? Like, and I like to, cause I, I love anthropology and psychology so that's why like if our listeners are getting tired of me referring to <laughs> history and how we've evolved but the thing is it, it really does play a part right like uh yeah we've exactly. evolved psychologically to think of the possible risks that could bring trouble and because uh falling into traps whatever kind of traps they are could really cost you your life at that time yeah and so fearing failure is a very uh natural thing uh to have or to feel to experience as a human being so i don't really i don't blame you for that and i think um your experiences may be exasperated um or rather they amplify that fear because you know and it's the same for me and i'll be sharing a little bit more on that later as well but um you know, once you have experienced failure once yeah. in a specific area, yep. then it's going to be uh it's gonna be in your head, right? And then that's yep. where usually the self doubt creeps in. Yep. And then yep. that's when you start to doubt your like capability of even being able to follow through or even yep. succeed the next time. And this is um so I was reading, uh, I read a lot of books on just helping myself improve. I love self-help books, but mm-hmm. uh, 
they say that one of the best skills you can ever work on is to have, or I don't know if it's a, if we can describe it as a skill, but just to have grit and to not mm, resilience, yeah, resilience, yeah, to not and the challenge is to not fear failure, you know, because failure is, and my therapist says this as well, it's the route to success and what can mm. it's only failure and and I've I picked this up somewhere, but failure is only failure if you let it stop you right at that moment. So it failure becomes, it's an opportunity to learn and grow is what they say. That's the growth hmm. mindset of failure. Um, so like my therapist uh, encouraged me to think of fail, like failure and to fight the feel, fear of failure by perceiving it as a you know even if i fail then this is you know i wouldn't have learned this without failing and so yeah exactly it's a learning yeah. opportunity it's it's not failing it's it's learning from mistakes and you know if you don't learn from those mistakes you can't move forward um right. not everything you do is a six like not everything you do or not every step that you take is going to be a successful step you know two steps forward one step back sort yeah, of exactly theory yeah. But it is true. You you do learn from from your mistakes and from failing and stuff, but um easier said than done. <laughs> yeah, it is exactly. When you're facing that like, oh, look at all these risks and all these things that could go wrong. Um in like I feel like prior I feel like Japan was such a a pivotal moment in my life where till that point I had pretty much done everything that I'd set out to do. I didn't mm-hmm. have any issues um well that's not true I didn't have like I was so headstrong on what I wanted to do and how like like what I wanted to study and things like that that I pretty much did all those things like I became a designer and I was really good at my job and like that was kind of my like peak of success and then going to Japan was like the last you know hurdle whatever and then I did go and it's only now that I re- realized when I reflect on it that when I went to Japan, I took out all of my safety nets, essentially, because I was on my own. And then my partner, my parents were in, in a different country. You know, they were still communicating with me and stuff like that. But like I basically took through, took out all of the things that were structurally important to my success threw them away, yeah. <laughs> threw myself in a different country and thought, ah, yes, this is going to work. <laughs> right. And it didn't. So mm. I think, and then once that kind of didn't, when it was like the one thing, it was like the next thing on the ladder of like, this is the next goal. And then mm. once I'd done it, I was like, cool, I'm here. And it didn't go the way that everything else in my life to that point basically had, which was, it was very successful. Yeah. I think it amplified every failure that I experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, and even now I'm kind of like, I've regressed to this point of like, well, I failed so hard. Like, it's not, it's like, I haven't just, I like, I reached the top of the mountain and then I tumbled to the bottom of it. <laughs> mm. And now I'm crawling my way back up that mountain, you know? Right. But I'm stuck at the bottom looking at the mountain going, that's oh, a shit. big mountain to climb yeah, because yeah, yeah. I think I'd reached my, I'd reached that like pinnacle of, of goals that I had Right. that I was like, okay, cool. I climbed that mountain. Mm. Here's the next mountain. And the next mm. mountain is very difficult mountain because mm. I'm kind of oh. starting from the bottom. Right. Yeah. On that note, 
there was this really nice um <coughs> image that an illustrator on instagram uh posted about like similar imagery that you're using for that mm. and i really liked the concept that she was showing through the illustration where when you see it as a mountain right you were mentioning it looks so big that it's insurmountable yeah, exactly yeah. so that's it only seems impossible if you see it as one big step which is impossible right yeah. it's a tiny human being at the bottom of a mountain but if you see that the up toward that mountain are actually tiny 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 several tiny steps toward the top then you're like okay mm. maybe i can do this one small step yeah. at a time yeah um so it's a nice way to kind of like shift um the perception your perception on that mm. thing but like i said i always circle back to easier said than done easier said than done yeah because yeah, um for me as well and i can really empathize with you on you know failing um and falling uh on your butt and mm. getting really hurt from that and mm. Like I don't know. I feel like I don't. I you don't don't quote me on this, but I wonder if there's some kind of level of trauma that that we experience from a really really painful failure that makes mm. us want to avoid it, even if we know that you know if we try again, perhaps we can make a different result. Right? And that's the principle that a lot of people are kind of teaching us right that mm. you know it's a, an opportunity to learn but it's you know if you experience a certain level of uh pain or even deeper right trauma from it then you would just keep on avoiding it right because it's like mm. oh no i don't want to remember abc memories and mm. xyz feelings and so nope not gonna touch that not even gonna open that you know yeah. and i wonder you know because you and i we talk about like whether or not you would pursue your life in Japan again, Emily. And this mm. is actually, a, I think this is a perfect time for me to ask you about it. But um, do you think that since it didn't go as well as you would have hoped the first time, do you think that has become kind of a mini barrier for you to wanting to try again just because you don't want to fail again and then have it completely be shaken away from you? Because... I think there's a there's an element of that for sure. Yeah. Like I'm fully cognizant of that. But I think I think the way that I had done it, I I I know now what I need to succeed the second time. You know what I'm mm. saying? Oh, I love and that. Like okay. I'm fully like it was literally I I was I don't know what it was, if it was just one of those things of like I was so headstrong and like about doing it that I didn't really think of all the things that could go wrong in any way I just like went for it which mm -hmm. I have pretty much to that point done I just done I just did stuff without thinking about it yeah. which is I'm very impulsive in that regard um mm. so I didn't really think of all the ways that it could go wrong all the things that I actually needed to succeed so I just did it but mm. now I've taken a really big step back and I've actually gone okay, what do I need to work on? Mm. Where are my failings from a, a mental point of view? So mm. changing my mindset, you know, changing things like um, putting well-being practices in place and actually like taking care of my mental health as opposed to being like, this isn't a problem. <laughs> this is also not a problem. <laughs> and just like swiping them away. I'm actually kind of like inviting those feelings and thoughts in and actually reflecting on how I think and feel about life um, and how I move through life. And I think having done that, 
it's been great because now I know what I need to succeed, but right. knowing what I need to succeed, I can't move forward um, mm. because I'm not there yet, if that makes sense. So right. even though like Jonathan and I would both love to live in Japan, um, 100% hands down, we both know that to do that, we need the right tools and the right things in place. Mm. So that's kind of where I'm at at the moment is I'm working through those things and um, – you know, it's a mountain. (laughs) This is my next mountain, right? (laughs) My first mountain was just headstrong up the mountain. This mountain is like, okay, so there's steps to this mountain or there's a bit of a road to this mountain. We should probably follow it this time. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so happy to hear that because I was so worried because I've seen you experience the pain of that fall, right? As you were, as Mm. you were falling almost. Mm. And um, I've seen how that affected you after right going back to Mm. new zealand and having to go through the the pain of you know a dream that didn't go as well as you had hoped and you touched on this on your experiences of like struggling with depression right on Mm. episode 20 for anyone who is curious for the details if you haven't heard it yet but um yeah it's just I wondered, right, how like how you saw it, and so I'm glad to know that you you don't see it as something that you don't want to touch right now. That perhaps you even see the tiny steps there now, and so yeah, I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it's obviously distance is really important, and being a being older and being able to reflect on experiences, and I think that is like as much as it can be a bad thing for if you're you know fearing failure you can look at back at all the experiences and go well that went like shit <laughs> yeah but then other times as you get older and as you get some distance sometimes that reflection gives you the opportunity to see something in a, in a positive way as well so yeah like i'm kind of i've always seen the positives in my time in japan it's just the negatives were <laughs> traumatizing <laughs> right yeah right like right. it's hard to go okay well here's the trauma <laughs> ignore the trauma let's just look at the positives <laughs> oh god yeah good luck <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but the convenience food <laughs> it oh, was so good <laughs> true the chickens that we had oh, after our drunken nights in like the nicest bar in Tokyo. Yeah. Oh, I'll do that again. Fun. Yeah, come <laughs> back here. I'm waiting for you, baby. That's all right. We're working on it. We're working yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, do you want to dive into your fear of failure? Oh, okay, sure. I shall. <laughs> uh, Take the plunge. <laughs> um, right. I think I am. I experience this a lot. And I think it also stems from my perfectionism that i am recovering recovering from so i Mm. label myself as a recovering perfectionist and recovering people pleaser and what i mean by that is just i'm doing my best to fight against the the impulse to be that way right because it's not healthy to strive for that because perfection does not exist but you know i grew up in a an environment where there was very little room for mistake for mistakes where, uh, for example, like, I don't know, maybe this is a typical Asian thing. Um, we mm. hear it a lot in a lot of um, American uh, media <laughs> where mm-hmm. Asians are always labeled as the really smart kids. But 
Yep. I remember like getting, for example, in a test, like when I was super young, like, you know, when you're young, you don't even, you shouldn't even pressure children to be so perfect, you know, but I felt mm. like, but since that was my upbringing, right? Like if I had like 99%, like one mistake in a test, right? Mm. Like... I my parents would not focus on the fact that it's a ninety nine percent test. It's an mm. A A plus, right? They'd be like, "Why couldn't you get a hundred? Mm. Um, you know, and it's really hard to keep up. And so it's just you know, it stemmed from there. And so, uh, yeah, I feel like I've been afraid of fl- failure for a lot of my life and i think it's one of the reasons like it's been both a a positive driver for Mm. the earlier parts of my life until i burnt out you know yeah because the fear of failure honestly let me tell you it actually served me in the earlier parts of my life because i Mm. did not want to fail so bad that i literally pushed myself to my limits Mm. and the older i got the more I realize that it's not sustainable and that at the end yep. of the day, I'm just ruining myself as I keep on doing these things. Mm. Um, there's this, I like, I'm going to call out toxic hustle culture here as well. Oh, yes, please do. Yeah, because uh, I mean, at that time, I was reveling in it and I still see, see some friends who still revel so much in this toxic mm. culture because it feels like, it's like masturbation of like... Uh, your ego it's masturbation yeah. of the ego basically it's like look yeah. at me how hard i'm working like yeah you, look how hard i'm working you should look respect me for this. Yeah. yeah yeah and i mean it's fine if you feel like that's what turns your gears sure but mm. i don't know like it just it, it hit a limit for me and i was too exhausted and so yeah um <laughs> episode mm. on burnout on episode <laughs> what was that episode let me get give me one Wait, moment did we, oh yeah we already talked about burnout didn't we i did uh when i was burnt out and my voice was dead uh let me see it, it's when you couldn't make it to one of the episodes emily um it's episode I- 13 anxiety and overwork uh, so yes yep, sure it was uh it's just me talking over here but uh yeah if you want to hear more of my trauma there <laughs> just kidding <laughs> there um, but there are tips there are tips on getting over anxiety anxiety and overwork uh by my therapist so these are real suggestions that have worked for me so hopefully they can work for you but in any case um so there so since we're already on the topic like it it's it's very prevalent in my work and it ties very closely with imposter syndrome hmm. because you know uh, when you feel like you need to be a certain person and to have you know if you're you're seeking perfection or even like i mean of course we all try to 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 achieve our goals right Mm. And in most companies, there are goal setting, um, there are goal setting moments, right? Or like, there's a plan, then you have to, s- you have to set goals and see if you can reach them, and all of those things. Mm. Um, like it ultimately kind of pushed me into having imposter syndrome as well, because like I'm just, you know, uh, can I do this? Um, mm. And then I fear that I can't. Because I've had experiences where in I did my best and it still let me cue the old song that my mom likes to h- listen to. But I, I did my best, but I guess <laughs> my best wasn't good enough uh, for the for the Gen Z people. I'm sorry if you don't know the song, but <laughs> the boomers love it. So it's a it's a song. <laughs> um, 
so yeah it ties in very closely with that really i'm just trying i'm trying to not put too much pressure on myself with that one because ultimately Mm. and i drive on i i I feel like I've experienced this while I was studying as well, where it just leads to procrastination the more I focus on it, right? Like, mm, oh my yeah. God, I do I won't be able to do this. This mount- mountain is too too tall, too high for me to achieve. Let me do something else. <laughs> mm, <laughs> until it basically gets to a point where you have to do it. Yeah, which is which is the uh, which is the ADHD brain based right. uh, <laughs> yeah. based mechanism to actually get anything done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so so it's a, it's it's definitely a thing. And when I told my therapist about this, and I experienced this uh, a lot in my previous job, but because it was a very high pressure environment, but mm. um, she said, and this is a principle that uh, I've known for a while, but I was reminded of when I talked to my therapist. It's you know just let give if you feel like the mountain is too big, right? too tall either find a different activity that you need to do anyway uh Mm. and and just do that instead because you know instead of you trying to avoid doing that big thing and wasting time just do that tiny activity first because you're not avoiding it as a quick win to to boost you into the next yeah and even if it's because you have to do it anyway so it's like it's one task out of your list so that's great um another thing is to just give yourself like a set amount of time to try to work on that big mountain of a task Mm, so just let's say a very very tiny tiny increment so let let's work on this for just 10 minutes and see how we feel about it if i still hate it after 10 minutes if i still am not making progress in this in 10 minutes then let's move to something else and you'd find Mm -hmm. that sometimes or maybe oftentimes that those 10 minutes are uh, it's it's exactly what you needed to get a little bit of momentum in there, and then yeah, you know, so that worked for me. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Uh, there's those fears, right? Um, I don't think I, unfortunately, I never got over the fear of failure as a student, and so mm. you know, I feel like it it has affected my my academic life in ways that I wish it didn't. If I had mm. known about healthier mentalities earlier or therapy mm. earlier. But, you know, that's what we're here for. So, children, <laughs> just kidding. I, you're probably <laughs> not kids. You're probably millennials. <laughs> but people who <laughs> but people who are listening, I hope, um, you know, us sharing with you our stories and our failures. Probably, I hope they help uh you to not make the same mistakes and that's l- literally what we created this podcast for um hmm. we like to joke around a lot uh we like to share our stories but it's our intention is really to be able to help so we hope that you know underneath all of the jokes and the <laughs> self deprecation we are here to <laughs> we are here to help um yeah yeah anyway uh the other way i fe- experience fear of failure is through relationships and it's because i have watched my very cl- people people who are close to my heart i will not mention which people they are but very very close people in my life who have had relationships fail in ways that i that are not ideal and it's scary because i don't want to be stuck in situations where i feel like i can't run away from them mm. and the thing is relationships are messy 
they're never perfect. They're like like it's like life, right? There's mm. nothing that will not, like if there's anything that's too perfect, run away. That mm. means there is something that's not right there or they're not disclosing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But too good to be true. Yeah, exactly. And I'm trying to work through that as well cuz like, you know, you are bound to f- by quote by by fail right quote unquote fail. It's just literally you'll probably have arguments that you won't be able to work through on that day. You'll probably fight for a week or so. I'm terrified of that, right? Because that's uh, mm. so many things and just in general, like the fear of like a failing relationship. Like after, let's say you've been, let's say get married for ten years. Like we've been mm, married for years. All that effort. Yeah. yeah, and then, I mean, it's natural. People change. The only yep. thing constant in this life is change. And I accept and understand that. But that's the thing, right? I know that there is a possibility that my relationship will, quote-unquote, fail possibly at some point in the future because we will mm. change. And I'm mm. terrified of that. And so I wonder, right, I have not processed this fully yet. I'm trying to work through it. But I wonder if mm. that's one of the reasons why I haven't had a very long relationship yet. Um, mm. And I'm working with my therapist uh, through this so that I can, you know, because I do want a long-term relationship. But I guess perhaps the things that I've ob- observed throughout my life are just freezing me on the spot. Right. Um, yeah. And lastly, I think with the fear of failure right like um i feel like this cycles through everything like it's it's a cycle chicken it's Mm. a chicken and egg kind of concept but um i fear failure because i don't want to ruin my self-concept or the way i perceive myself Mm, and then yep you know (laughs) right and it cycles through because like let's say you don't do it and so you mm-hmm. keep a you, you keep a certain image, but then if mm-hmm. you don't do it, then you're not that person. And then so you attempt it, and then you fail. And then it's like I don't know, if, like I don't know if cycle is the right word for it, but it's like it's a mm. chain of events that yep. you know ultimately because I'm afraid of that happening, and this is why maybe mm. I say it's a cycle is because I I don't do it, <laughs> and so it's like yeah, you know, it's almost like that. That's that's kind of where I'm at the moment where it's like I have these ideas and these dreams, and I keep wanting to do it but i keep putting it off because i don't want to fail at doing it but in not (laughs) trying i'm also failing at doing it exactly so i am in this kind of like awkward like like back and forth of like (laughs) your failure for not trying your failure for failing like yeah you can't you can't win so exactly but in not challenging yourself you don't grow in any capacity so you better should try and and fail Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Or at least not being a step forward toward the person that you want to be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Sigh. (laughs) Sigh. (laughs) I haven't Um, quite, I haven't got an answer, unfortunately, for you today or uh, our listeners today about what the answer is. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe we'll come back to where I'm at with, with this whole we could do a recap situation um we could do a check-in we'll next year and see how far we've come in facing our we should do, we should just we should just make next season basically going back through all, oh my, episodes all the episodes and just going like has that changed no nope. has that changed no nope. per episode like there's a, an exact partner of uh <laughs> like the recap literally just recycling the content but an updated yep. version <laughs> <laughs> so a year ago <laughs> <laughs> funny that's hilarious yeah. i don't like I, yeah i think it's a funny idea but i think we could definitely explore 
doing some recaps on some of our episodes because yep. I do th- believe that a lot of our episodes are working um working on self improvement mm, and just yeah. or maybe just even discussing certain issues right that could improve or change with with time so recaps or touch points yep. on certain topics I think are a great um yeah good idea it's a great idea um but yeah like. Well, yeah, I mean, aside from the ones I've already mentioned as I was talking about, you know, just getting over the fear of failure, I think my last uh, tip is to just throw yourself in there. Like, uh, maybe it's Mm -hmm. the Gryffindor in me. (laughs) I'm a little (laughs) bit reckless also. Uh, But, you know, it's that fear that really, uh, fear can really stop you, as Mm. we've seen through our conversations and perhaps you yourself our listeners maybe they've also seen in their lives but you know just face the fear uh look it in the eyes and just throw yourself in there anyway and then just figure it out from there because none of us can really predict the future um sometimes what i've learned from their therapy as well is that uh what's stopping you uh or what is kind of amplifying the fear is your perception of what the future will be mm. like it's oh, an yes, over focusing yeah it's over focusing on um a negative result right mm. don't yeah. you think so so yeah it's very true yeah and so we are challenged so my therapist was challenging me why don't you think and even my friend like i have god bless my friends but my hmm. even my friend was just like why don't you focus on the more positive result because like both both results are just as likely, right? Mm, There's a 50-50% chance for each uh, result, no matter how you how much you perceive the situation. I mean, obviously, so, so certain situations, you actually have data of, like, saying maybe one is 30-70, right? 30-70% mm. chance. But in any case, it's not the future. Like, unless you can prove to me that you can't predict the future, <laughs> I challenge you to think of the more positive results. And I will yeah. challenge myself as well. Let's let's do it together. Let's friends. do it. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Again, easier said than done, but we yeah. will try. <laughs> <laughs> I love my brain. Literally goes like, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. And then immediately the negative thought comes in my head of like, this is the failure risk, and you're just like, yeah. I nah, know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I hate my brain. <laughs> no, I feel. But it you. is. You just have to keep being like, no, shut up. <laughs> yeah, and that's literally Positive what you have to do. Cut this. Yeah, you do. You really have to push that aside and just, yeah. Dream of the positive future because the positive future in most cases is damn good. Yes, yes. So let's let's, let's go for that. Yes, (laughs) and hopefully it lifts your mood a little bit because like the more you focus on the negative future, then the the sadder you get. And it's one of the triggers for anxiety and depression. So we know Mm -hmm. this. We do know this. We know what we're talking Mm about. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Focus on the positive. Okay. Yeah. I'll update you in a few months. <laughs> Thank you. After uh, se- season two. <laughs> season two. Sorry. Season two. A season year from now. Season two episode. What, what number is 22. this episode? 22. So season two episode 22. Kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. But in any case, yeah. Um, we have, I think this is as far as we, we will go for this topic. 
But yep. uh, just as a teaser for everyone, um, the next two episodes will have me and Emily speaking separately, just uh, just as a, just as a fun experiment. Um, so stay tuned for that one. So it's gonna be uh, yes. self-produced. Like uh, we have, we're gonna be bursting with creativity for this one. So um, something. I tell you what, for my episode, there might even be video. Ooh. <gasps> Yes! Ooh. Oh my gosh! I love it. No, nope. I love that because uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's very prevalent and obvious, uh, but I'm very shy. So, I, like, and Emily is like she is okay with showing her beautiful face as she should be uh, as confident. Beautiful? Like, yeah. <laughs> and so I'm I'm, I'm happy to hear yes. that. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, look forward to it. Yeah, and I, I, I haven't thought that far yet. So just. Okay. Wait for the surprise, well, wink, wink. I'm, uh, yeah, surprise. <laughs> okay, cool. Anyway, <laughs> right. Thank you so much, everyone. We love you guys. And thank you for getting as far as our, like, the episodes in the 20s. If you're new, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. And we are going to keep going. So thank you very much. We love you all. And we, uh, we hope that you would have a great day ahead. Awesome. So See you guys later. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.